Welcome to the Somos Church Podcast. We are so glad you're listening. This is Sergio and Beatrice, and we're the pastors here at Somos Church. We hope you feel encouraged, challenged, and inspired today. We love you. Enjoy the message. Can you turn to your neighbor and tell them you look so good? So good today. You even showered. You even showered. I always love to say that because that's how you can tell who didn't shower, you know. Like, oh, you know, you see it in the faces. Just kidding. Uh, hey, uh, welcome to, to Somos Church. We are so glad that you are here. Aren't you glad to be at church uh, this Sunday? You could be you could be in many other places, but uh, you are at church, and, and it's awesome to come to church, especially in a Sunday like this, uh, what we're calling Open House Sunday. Uh, and it's a, an awesome Sunday just for you to come and Check this beautiful community out. Um, that 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 beautiful woman right there. Uh, her name is Beatrice, and she's my wife this year. Ten years, ten years. Yes, super super incredible. Ten years. We have three little kids. Uh, we have a seven-year-old uh, beautiful girl, uh, and we have a two-year-old uh, boy. Uh, he his name is Luca, and then we have a one-year-old girl. Uh, so we have yeah. A two-year-old and a one-year-old. How does that happen? With a lot of love, okay? That means that these pastors love each other. Uh, <laughs> no, but we have the, the awesome privilege to, uh, to do this and to, to love on God and love on people through this community called Somos Church. We started this church three years ago, uh, and God has done a lot of incredible things. Three years, three services. Um, that means that next year we're going to have four services, uh, all the volunteers are like, no. Uh, can we can, can we just make some noise for all of our volunteers? There, every single Sunday we completely like this room is full of like tables and couches and stuff, and we completely flip this whole room up. And 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 I know they do that, and we do everything we do because we love people, we love you, and in our heart as a church is to influence everyone to love God. And to love people, and and you have to ask like why why to influence people to love God? Because when when you're influenced to love God, everything changes. Uh, my life was completely different 14 years ago. I wouldn't have been at church. I probably wouldn't be married. I probably wouldn't have three kids, uh, and I definitely will <laughs> would have uh, not been a, a pastor. But but when you're influenced to love God absolutely everything changes in your life for the better. So that's what we live for here as a church. Everything we do from Sundays and our connect groups and everything we do all year long, uh, we, we do that with that, uh, with that in heart and, and, in, and in mind that, that you would be influenced to love God and to love other people. Uh, but now I'm going to jump into our message. We have been on a series uh, for the past couple of weeks called How Not to Burn Out. Can you say that with me? How Not to Burn Out. So pretty much we have really uh, decided to focus on this topic and expand on that and learn and learn on that. If you've missed any of the weeks, you can always go back on YouTube. It's been really awesome, and, and I hope it's been helpful for you. I know it has been for me uh, because we've just 
tackled burnout on many different angles and how to avoid it. And today's title of the message is Catch a Vision. Uh, I, I don't know how many of you, by a show of hands, uh, you, have you ever been burned out in your life, like burned out? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's what we love. The honesty. Burnt out. Uh, emotionally burnt out. Have you ever felt emotionally burnt out? You just can't. You just can't. You're going through it and someone comes and tells you they run out of gas and you're like, you know, don't like, I'm just out emotionally. Don't bring me any of your drama. You're just out emotionally burnt out. Have you ever felt financial burnout? Like you just feel your paycheck coming and then the money just like, no, you know, uh, burnt out. Um, have you ever experienced relational burnout? Like just, you've been betrayed over and over and over again and just burnt out. Come on, someone say with me, burnt out. Burnt out, just stressed, overwhelmed. Uh, burnout, burnout uh, is typically caused by a prolonged season of stress. Burnout doesn't happen with one bad day. You just had a bad day. Actual burnout happens by a long period of time of continuous stress, continuous problems and circumstances, and, and, and you're just out, burnt out. So we, we've given some different tools throughout the weeks, and today I want for us to, to learn a little bit about catching a vision and how that can actually help you to not burn out. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but, but there's nothing in my life that causes more stress than not having a plan. A any control freaks in the room like me? Come on. Be us control freaks, we're proud about it. Help me out, people. I'm a, yeah, yeah, control fully. Planners, are you a planner? Planner in the room, you're a planner. They kind of go hand in hand, right? Like control freaks and, and planners. If you have someone in your life that's a control freak or, or, or a planner and you're annoyed by them, let, let us give you the beauty of our lives and our gift from God. We are planners and control freaks because we don't like stress. We don't like stress. We don't like to worry. We don't like, so we love to have everything planned out because we do not like stress. You know, one thing that I love uh, and if I could, I would do it every single day of my life is traveling. I love traveling. Any travelers in there? You just love to travel. Uh, I, if I could do that, I'm telling you, I, I love traveling. But my wife and I, we would go to these trips and, and we wouldn't rest. So we found the secret sauce of how to enjoy your trip how to avoid the stress and burnout in your trips. Uh, I, I don't know, like at home, when you're at home and, and someone brings up the question, what are we having for food? It's like the most frustrating thing in the world. Anyone, anyone with like, what are we going to have? It's like, I don't know, whatever. And then it's not whatever. It's never whatever. You bring something and it's like, no, not that. I thought you said whatever, <laughs> you know? And well, I don't know, man, sometimes I do this. I always say the thing that I know she like hates whenever she says whatever, just to prove her that she didn't mean whatever. It's twisted. 
I know, I know, pray for me, but it's never whatever. Now, take that equation into your trip. You are on a trip and someone says, what are we going to eat? It's so stressful because you don't know what, right? You don't know what to eat. And because you're out of town, you don't want to go where everyone goes or something that you eat. And it's just a whole lot of stress. So I caught a vision for my life. Someone say, catch a vision. I did. I have... I caught a vision. My wife didn't, okay? But I caught a vision for my life because I needed peace. I needed to avoid the burnout in my life. So I caught a vision that I was going to become a planner. I wasn't a planner. I wasn't a planner. I was a hippie that, oh, we'll just figure it out. But, but, but life makes you do some crazy things. So I caught a vision. Come on, say with me, caught a vision. I caught a vision that I was going to become a planner. So now every trip that we take, I know what we're going to have for breakfast. I know what we're going to have for lunch. I know what we're going to have for dinner. I plan a calendar, calendar out day by day. And I split it into times. I do extensive research. Who's judging me right now by a show of hands? Yeah? No, I judge you back, okay? <laughs> and you actually enjoy. Because what are we going to do? Oh, I know. I'm telling you. It's going to change your life. My whole point here is that catching a vision has the, the, the possibility to change everything in your life. Vision is so important. Now, some of you might hear this and kind of like, well, I know the vision for my life, you know, and, and, and a whole lot of us, we do, right? We know somewhat the big vision, we're going to go to school, we're going to get a job, we're going to get married, all the single people say, oh, yes, please, you know. <laughs> we, we, we have a big vision, but there's many areas in our lives that we don't have a vision for. Vision is not the one big thing. Vision has many layers, and today I want to encourage you to catch a vision for every area of your life. Proverbs 29 verse 17 says, correct your son and he shall give you rest. Yeah, come on, the Bible is cool. Yeah, he shall give delight unto your soul. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. Catch a vision. The Bible's telling us here that where there is no vision, people perish. The definition of perish, it is to cast off contrain, to run wild. Come on, all my wild people say, yeah. Run wild, to lose restraint. When you don't have a clear vision, you run wild. You cast off restraint. In other words, you are all over the place. Think about it. The areas in your life that you have a clear vision, you have peace. You have control. You, you, you have a sense of security and comfort. If you're a person that always wakes up at a certain time, you know the job that you have, you have a clear vision, those areas, there's peace in those areas of your life. But on the other hand, the areas that you don't have a clear vision, those areas are draining the life out of you. 
The areas that you don't have a clear vision for, those are the areas most likely that are stressing you out, that are causing you to feel overwhelmed, that are making you feel overspent and ultimately burnt out. In other words, let me break it down. Have you caught a vision for your marriage? Single people are like, yeah, I want to be married. I have a vision. <laughs> you know, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about a vision for your marriage in the good times. Have you defined married people? How are you going to live in the good times? Are you going to be the kind of couple that just do TikTok when everything's cool? If you don't define it, TikTok will take over your marriage. <laughs> you need to define in the good times, what kind of marriage are we going to be? The things that you don't talk about and define, something's going to overcome. You're going to run wild. There's not going to be restraining control. It's just going to let loose. You need to define what kind of marriage are we going to be. You need to sit down and vision it. What kind of marriage are we going to be in the bad times? Hello, there are going to be bad times. Why are we surprised with the bad times? There are going to be bad times. But have you defined a vision for the bad times? Are we going to be the kind of marriage when st stuff gets hard, we're going to just scream and run out of the door? Are we going to be the kind of marriage that someone's going to sleep in the couch or outside? You know, like, not in my house. We defined that early on. I'm never going to go to the couch. I love the bed, okay? Uh, you need to talk about these things. What kind of marriage are we going to be in the hard times? If you don't define it, something is going to define it for you. What kind of parent do you want to be? What, have you caught a vision for your parenting? That doesn't mean that your kids are going to line up to your vision, but at least you have a vision and there's order and there's restraint because if you don't have it, something else is going to define it for you. In your business, have you defined your vision for your business? What kind of, what kind of employee are you going to be? Have you defined at work what kind of person are you going to be? In the bad days. The bad days are coming. Have you had one lately? The bad day is going to come. Have you caught a vision for in the bad days, in the hard days, I'm going to push through. I'm going to put a smile on my face. I'm going to run. I'm going to control my mind. Can you catch a vision? Someone say catch a vision. Students, students, what kind of vision are you going to have as a student? Are you going to be an A student? If you don't catch that vision, if you don't define that for you, that's why you're not an A student. Because you have never said, my vision is this. You need to catch a vision. It's the little things. Have you caught a vision for your mental health? Have you caught a vision for when the depression comes? When the de depression comes, what is my vision? As I walk through the depression, if you don't have a vision, something will define it for you. In the areas that you don't have a vision, they cause stress, overwhelmness, burn 
out. Can you catch a vision? Whenever you go through the depression, I'm going to turn some worship music on. I am going to meditate. I am going to journal. Catch a vision for how you're going to walk through depression. Right now, if you go through depression, your vision is Netflix, and that's why you do Netflix. You do ice cream, and that's why you do ice cream. We all have a vision, spoken or unspoken, but what we want to do is to define that vision so that we can align to that vision and that we can grow. Have you caught a vision for your physical health? No, maybe? Okay, I'll move on to the next one, okay? We'll, we'll talk about salads next week, okay? Uh, <laughs> can you catch a vision for your financial health, your emotional health, for every area of your life? Catch a vision. Can you catch a vision for your spiritual health? You know, I am a firm believer that our spiritual health is the most important thing in our lives. It is the foundation for everything that we build. Our, our spiritual health is the core, is the foundation. If we catch a vision for our spiritual health, that spiritual health is going to bleed into every area of your life. If your spiritual health is fine, everything will be impacted and influenced in a healthy way. You know, for 20 years, I, I was building my life with a vision for many things, cultural things, for upbringing, experiences, for education, work, trying to get better and do better. And, and in all of those areas, I had a clear vision and I failed miserably. It wasn't until 14 years ago that, that I caught a vision for my spiritual health. And it was the grace of God that I caught this vision to take care of my spiritual health. And I am telling you, my life is forever impacted in the most beautiful way. I am not bragging, but I can tell you I am living my dream. That doesn't mean there's not highs and lows. There's a lot of highs and there's more lows. But as I invest in my spiritual health, everything is impacted. I want to give you today three, three specific things for your spiritual health so that you can take away. And I know that if you take these things, it's going to impact your life forever, okay? So three things that uh, I encourage you to catch a vision for. So number one, catch a vision for correction. Like, what? <laughs> catch a vision for correction. Man, that's an awesome way to start church, right? <laughs> Correction. Correction is good. Correction is healthy. Proverbs 29, verse 17 says, Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Someone say rest. Yeah, he shall give delight unto thy soul. Delight to your soul. Rest and delight to your soul. What this scripture is telling us is that through correction, Correction can create a restful environment. Correction can create a delight to your soul. There's a delight that comes unto us. There's a rest that comes unto us as we are corrected. L let me backtrack a little bit because you guys didn't like the catch a, a vision for correction. Um, have you ever been wrong in your life by a show of hands? Oh my, you know, 
Have you ever been wrong in your life? Okay, I'm going to have to work harder this, this morning. Have you ever been wrong about an ex? If you're married, you better say yes. <laughs> you were wrong about your ex. You, 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 you thought they were the one. And no one knows them like the way I do. And you and I against the whole world, and we're going to be like the notebook, and we're going to die together. And you cried with that person. But you were wrong. Thank God you were wrong. Thank God. <laughs> Have you ever been wrong? Been wrong about your ex? Have you ever been wrong about a best friend? Man, you guys said more yes for the best friend than the... <laughs> we need to pray for some stuff about the ex, okay? You thought that best friend was going to be your ride-or-die matching tattoos for the, like, you were it. It's your best friend, and they betrayed you. Something happened. They backstabbed you. You were wrong. Not once, twice, multiple times. All the way from kinder, you had that best friend that you sat down next to them, and you thought they were going to be your best friend forever, and next school grade, they were not your best friend, you know? We're wrong over and over again. Have you ever been wrong about some friends or a group of friends? Have you ever been wrong about a president? Every time. Every time. It doesn't matter who, who is the president. Every time, halfway through the... Did I vote right? Like... We're wrong. We're wrong continuously. Have you ever been wrong? You had a strong opinion about something and later on you were like, oh, I was wrong. You know, my seven-year-old this week, she got a haircut and she comes to me and she's like, oh, I got curtain bangs. And I, I was like, those are not bangs. She's like, yeah, that's what they're called. And I was like, I am way older than you. I know what I'm talking about. I pulled my age card with my seven-year-old. And then <laughs> later on, my wife comes and she's like, yeah, they're, they're called curtain bands. I was like, oh, you know. My whole point here is that, that we are wrong regularly. As much as we don't like to admit it, we are wrong continuously. Could we, could we catch a vision that it is okay to be wrong? It's normal to be wrong. And it's so funny, right? Because we are wrong regularly. And someone comes and confronts you about you being wrong. And you're tough chicken. No, I'm not wrong. You know? Even if you know you're wrong, you will play the part. I'm not wrong. You're wrong. We're wrong. Over and over and over and over. And, and, if, and if you don't feel this is true, talk to your parents, talk to your ex, talk to someone. They'll tell you you have been wrong. They'll remind you of all the times that you have been wrong. And my, my whole point is catch a vision to be corrected. Catch a vision to be corrected. It is okay to be corrected especially when it comes to the creator of heaven and earth. 
especially when it comes to the one who designed your soul, who designed your life. He knows the plans that he has for you. He knows what he wants to do in you and through you. Could you catch a vision for God? Correct me, guide me, lead me, do whatever you want in my life, God you direct me. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of leading myself, guiding myself, because I have been wrong. Come on, can we just say, God, you guide me, you lead me. Can you catch a vision for correction? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11 says, no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It is painful. Isn't this true? Discipline is not enjoyable, especially if you grew up in a Hispanic home. Uh, La Chancla is famous for a reason. Discipline is painful. It is not enjoyable. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. You know, I, I, I look back to all the teachers and all the people that were really strict, and, and I thank God for their lives. I thank God for the discipline my mom gave me. It wasn't enjoyable in the moment, but, but it did something in me. It produced a harvest of peaceful living that I'm reaping today. The, the thing about correction and discipline is that we don't invite it because it is not enjoyable. It's not enjoyable. It's not It's not. Peaceful. It doesn't feel good. And in, th in this day and age that everything we do needs to feel good, everything we do needs to feel right, needs to be enjoyable. We're creating our own weak God. W when was the last time you allowed yourself to be corrected by God? The reality is, is that we don't go to God's word. Why? Because we're going to be corrected. There's something that's going to come and it's going to say, hey, this is the right way and you're not going to like it. We don't like, it's not enjoyable to be corrected or disciplined. But if you catch a vision for correction, you are going to grow. There's going to come a point that you're going to reap a harvest of peaceful and right living. Why should we catch a vision for correction Plain and simple because you want better. You want better for your life. You want better in every area, area of your life. So embrace correction because through that correction, we will get the better life that God has designed for you and for me. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All scripture, aka the Bible, is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. This is where some of us walk out the room. There's nothing wrong in my life. Let's bring the X again. Just kidding. <laughs> to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. I lost half of my crowd there. I'm sorry. <laughs> it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. The Bible is here to teach us what is true, the truth, and also to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. 
That's the purpose of the Word of God, to show us the truth and to show us what is wrong in our lives so that we can be corrected and that we can change and grow. It's so interesting, though, how, you know, we, 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 we love the truth, but, but do we really? You know, my seven-year-old, I'm picking on her today, uh, you know, we, we, my wife and I, we caught a vision that every Christmas we were going to get the credit for gifts, if you know what I'm saying, just in case there's people in the room that, so every Christmas we are the responsible, we, everyone catching what I'm saying? Like, I want the credit for my hard work and my spend money, like no one else is going to get it, you know, so so ever, like, from a young age, we, we caught that vision. Uh, it's nothing religious. It's straight up, like, we spent that money, man. You know, like, I'm the one that needs that thing, you know? And, 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 and we would tell her, hey, it's us. It's not, you know, someone else. And, and, and we would say that, and we would say that, and she would be like, nah. I'm like, yeah, it's us. Nah. She's kept that for years. And every year, like, no, she's like, yeah, no, yeah. There's something about us that we love operating under lies. There's something in us that we love to present the best and hide the rest. Put the smile forth. Spend the money that we don't have. Show the things that we don't, like, just let's, let's live a lie. Can I encourage you today that it's okay to say I'm wrong? I'm financially stressed. I'm overwhelmed. I'm broken. I'm hurting. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. It is okay not to be okay. And the scripture just comes and shows you, hey, you're wrong. And it's not in a judgmental way. We are wrong. No one's judging that. There's many things in my life that are completely wrong, but as I catch a vision for correction, I submit my life unto God, and I go for Him, towards Him, and I just say, God, even if it hurts, even if it's painful, even if it's not enjoyable, enjoyable God, correct me. Make my path straight. Take me in your way of living, not my way of living. I want to submit my preferences to you, God. God. I don't want my preference to dominate my life. I want your preference for my life to dictate the way I live. God, not my will, but yours be done. God, I want to walk in your way, not in my way. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 1. I'll leave you with this one. I spend more time on this, uh, on, on, on the cod for correction a little bit, okay? But this one, the last one. You gotta love the Bible. Whoever loves discipline, loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof or correction is, help me out, family. That's the Bible, not me, okay? We need to embrace correction, catch a vision for correction. You know, the second thing that I want to encourage you today is to catch a vision for different. Catch a vision for different. Vision is important. Correction is important, but embracing different is crucial for our lives. I, I don't know how many of you walked, remember the, the time that you walked into a church for the first time, and maybe that's you today, and it's different, isn't it? 
It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. I remember the first time that I walked into a church. It was so different. I was a party dude. Church wasn't my scene. Sunday morning wasn't my scene at all. And I remember the first time that I walked into a church. It was the most uncomfortable and weird situation that I've ever experienced. I'm like, why are people too happy at 9 a.m.? You walk in and, hey, welcome, hey, welcome. And they're all put together. My 9 a.m. look really different. <laughs> it's weird. It's awkward. It's different. And you kind of come and you sit down and the music starts and you're like, oh, music. I mean, I can vibe with that, you know. And then the karaoke starts, you know. It's like, oh, karaoke, all right. It's different, but, you know. But then it gets weird because they start talking about like hallelujah and lamb and blood and sacrifice. And it's like, what's going on here, man? Like they're happy singing about like sacrifice and blood. Like what is this, you know? <laughs> Raise your hands, close your eyes. It's different. It's so different. It was completely outside of my comfort zone. Come on, someone say different. But who said different and uncomfortable was bad? catch a vision for different in your life it's completely honest today I am extremely glad and thankful that I caught a vision for different even if it looks different even if I don't understand it even if it doesn't make sense I'm gonna keep on coming because I caught a vision for different because we long for different we pray for different we're desperate for different and then different comes and hits you in the face and you judge different and you walk away from different what if every single time that God's presenting you with different you're walking away from an answered prayer for your life we all want different we long different different in our lives marriage finances everything can we embrace different can we catch a vision for different God has a different for you and that different means better that doesn't mean it's not going to be uncomfortable that doesn't mean it's not going to be awkward it's going to be outside of your comfort zone it's different but we want different come on don't you want different the depression is too painful the anxiety is too real. The stress is overwhelming. The problems at home create emotional drainage. We want different. We long for different. What if today God is here saying, hey, embrace different. Catch a vision for different. I have different for you. Keep showing up. Keep pushing through. Allow yourself to be corrected by me, says God, and you will get the different that you're longing for. Come on, someone say with me different. Different has the possibility to change your life forever. Don't dismiss different today. The third thing as we close is catch a vision. Not for your plans. Catch a vision not for your plans. You know, there's so much rest when you get to this place of God, not my plans. A lot of the weight that you're carrying on your shoulders comes because you're running on your plan on your idea on your vision and that's a big load to carry that's a big weight to carry jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says i know the plans that i have for you says the lord they are plans for good 
and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. There, there's so much rest in not relying on, on your own plans, efforts, understanding. There's such a rest when you just say, God, your will, your way, you have good plans for me. You have good plans for me. You have a good future for me. You have a good hope, God, I trust in you. And I know you have a good plan for your life. I know you have a good hope for your life. I know you have a good future in mind for you. But can I encourage you that God is way better? God's is way, way better. You know, many times our plans, they don't work out. Sometimes, many times, all the times. Our plans don't work out as, as we thought they were. That's why we find ourselves in a place for different. Different. Can I encourage you? Catch a vision, not for your plan. You'll go towards God and you'll fill up your, your soul and your spirit and you'll focus on Him and you'll go to the Scripture and the Word and church and we have groups and we have many beautiful things here for you so that you can grow in your spiritual life that's going to impact every area of your life. And, and there's going to come a point that, that stuff is going to go good. And in that place, when you start feeling a little bit stable, you'll have the number one temptation that we have seen through the years that happens. Let me get back my own plan. Thank you for the plan that got me from here to here. And we stop here when God has so much more and so much better. God has more and better. And, and this point that you're in, there, there's going to be a moment that you're going to be tempted with. Let me, now that I'm good again, let me catch my own plan again. Let me start doing things my own way, in my own efforts, in my own abilities. You, you'll be tempted. We've seen it over and over and over again. Can I encourage you when you get good? Can you in that place catch a vision for not my plan, now and forever? God, you lead me all the way till the day that I go to Jesus. Catching, catching a vision not for your plan doesn't mean that stuff is going to happen right away it might but catching a vision not for your plan it takes a lot of patience a lot of endurance a lot of perseverance it is one step at a time one step at a time can you patiently walk one step at a time towards God not towards your plan can you embrace the correction as you take one step at a time? Can you embrace the difference as you take one step at a time? Can you enjoy and resting not on your own plans? God, you are going to work something out and it's going to be good. And it's going to be my future and my hope. The best evidence that we have of all of this was compiled into one person. His name is Jesus. Jesus came he showed you that it's okay to catch correction there's different there's better to catch a vision that it's not your plan but it's his plan and we see in John chapter 3 verse 16 says for this is how God loved the world he gave his one and only son so that everyone 
who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus came to show you that it is okay to not be okay, to be a mess, to be in the need of a savior. He doesn't judge the world. He doesn't judge you and I. He came for you and I. He is our Savior. So today, you can say, Jesus, I need you today. I need you today in my life and my brokenness and my mess and me being wrong. I need you. Jesus is here to save you so that you will not perish. But I think the most beautiful thing of it all is because He loves you. In those moments that you feel unlovable, those moments that you feel alone and those moments that the whole world is crushing right in front of you, you can always be reminded that there's someone that had a vision for you. And he gave his life for you. As we close today, we'd love to pray for you if you don't mind standing with me. As we stand, I want to invite you to close your eyes just for the respect of people around you, for focus, uh, a couple of minutes but if today you're in need of that savior if you've never given your life to follow Jesus if you've never said I'm gonna follow you or maybe you did at some point in your life but you got distracted because of the pain and hardships of life but today you're ready to say yes to him to commit your life to following him in the good and in the bad today you can catch a vision to be a follower of Jesus to invest in your spiritual life and that's going to impact absolutely everything around you for the better. No one's looking. Everyone has their eyes closed. But if that's you, I would love to pray with you. You just raise your hand up to heaven. Just say, God, today I want to follow you. Jesus, I am in need of a Savior. And today you say that you're that Savior. I'll follow you, God. Take my life and lead me, guide me, in Jesus' name. God, I pray for every single person in this room, God, that are going through hardships. I pray, God, that you would come and comfort the pain. You would come and comfort those moments of tension. I pray for your peace that surpasses all understanding to surround the day and night. I pray that today will be a shift, that they will sense your peace and your love and your grace that's all sufficient to walk with them through whatever circumstance may come their way, God. Today, I pray that there's a new boldness, a tenacity, a courage to walk through the fire because we know we're not walking through the fire alone. We're walking alongside with you, God. I pray that we would catch a vision for correction. God, I pray that as we draw close to you and we grow in you, God, whenever you correct us, that we would be fast and, and easy for us to change the things that we're holding on to. I pray that we would catch a vision for different, that we wouldn't be intimidated by the different that you're bringing right in front of us, God. And I pray that we would rest, not in our plan, but in yours. Have your way, God. And we thank you for everything that you're doing and what you're going to do in our lives. Thank you that you are more than able to do immeasurably more than we can think, dream, or imagine. In Jesus' name we pray. And I'll say amen and amen and amen. 
Come on, say with me one last time. Catch a vision. Have an incredible Sunday. Say hi to someone around you, and we will see you next week for Mother's Day. Love you all. If you enjoyed today's message, please subscribe, like, and share. It helps more than you know. Also, if you'd like to be a part of the Somos Church giving family, you can do so today by going to somoschurch.cc slash give. Thanks so much for joining us. We're praying for you and we hope you have an amazing day.